Welcome to the journey through Luke and Acts, where every day we set aside space in our lives to experience God's Word. Each reading will help you understand the context and meaning of this first century text and reveal how it can shape our lives today. Together, we'll journey through the life and ministry of Jesus, as well as the formative years of the early church. Let's get started with today's reading. Day 8, Luke chapter 8, verse 40 through chapter 9, verse 36. A new exodus. Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a synagogue leader, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house, because his only daughter, a girl of about twelve, was dying. As Jesus was on his way, the crowds almost crushed him, and a woman was there who had been subject to bleeding for twelve years, but no one could heal her. She came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak, and immediately her bleeding stopped. Who touched me? Jesus asked. When they all denied it, Peter said, Master, the people are crowding and pressing against you. But Jesus said, Someone touched me. I know that power has gone out from me. Then the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet. In the presence of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Then he said to her, Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace. While Jesus was still speaking, someone came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, he said. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Hearing this, Jesus said to Jairus, Don't be afraid, just believe, and she will be healed. When he arrived at the house of Jairus, he did not let anyone go in with him except Peter, John, and James, and the child's father and mother. Meanwhile, all the people were wailing and mourning for her. Stop wailing, Jesus said. She is not dead but asleep. They laughed at him, knowing that she was dead. But he took her by the hand and said, My child, get up. Her spirit returned, and at once she stood up. Then Jesus told them to give her something to eat. Her parents were astonished, but he ordered them not to tell anyone what had happened. When Jesus had called the twelve together, he gave them power and authority to drive out all demons and to cure diseases, and he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. He told them, Take nothing for the journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, no money, no extra shirt. Whatever house you enter, stay there until you leave that town. If people do not welcome you, leave their town and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. So they set out and went from village to village, proclaiming the good news and healing people everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was going on, and he was perplexed because some were saying that John had been raised from the dead, others that Elijah had appeared, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago had come back to life. But Herod said, I beheaded John. Who then is this I hear such things about? And he tried to see him. When the apostles returned, they reported to Jesus what they had done. Then he took them with him, and they withdrew by themselves to a town called Bethsaida. But the crowds learned about it and followed him. He welcomed them and spoke to them about the kingdom of God and healed those who needed healing. Late in the afternoon, the twelve came to him and said, 
send the crowd away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging because we are in a remote place here. He replied, you give them something to eat. They answered, we have only five loaves of bread and two fish. Unless we go and buy food for all this crowd. About 5,000 men were there. But he said to his disciples, have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. The disciples did so, and everyone sat down. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke them. Then he gave them to the disciples to distribute to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. Once, when Jesus was praying in private, and his disciples were with him, he asked them, Who do the crowds say I am? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others that one of the prophets of long ago has come back to life. But what about you? he asked. Who do you say I am? Peter answered, God's Messiah. Jesus strictly warned them not to tell this to anyone, and he said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed, and on the third day be raised to life. Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will save it. What good is it for someone to gain the whole world and yet lose or forfeit their very self? Whoever is ashamed of me and my words, the Son of Man will be ashamed of them when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Truly, I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, John, and James with him and went up onto a mountain to pray. As he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became as bright as a flash of lightning. Two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared in glorious splendor talking with Jesus. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Peter and his companions were very sleepy, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men standing with him. As the men were leaving Jesus, Peter said to him, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what he was saying. While he was speaking, a cloud appeared and covered them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my Son, whom I have chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, they found that Jesus was alone. The disciples kept this to themselves and did not tell anyone at that time what they had seen. They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. Luke chapter 9, verse 31. Perhaps the most important story in all of the Old Testament is the story of Israel's exodus. This was Israel's great salvation story. It spoke about how God performed many great miracles, 
how God saved the Israelites from their slavery in Egypt, and how God made Israel into a nation. Because of the foundational importance of the Exodus, later passages of Scripture often point back to this story. We see a fascinating example of this in the story of the Transfiguration. In this story, Luke writes about a conversation Jesus had with two of Israel's greatest prophets, Moses and Elijah. Luke writes, They spoke about his departure, which he was about to bring to fulfillment at Jerusalem. What stands out about this conversation is that the word translated here as departure is actually the Greek word exodus. In other words, Jesus had his own exodus that he was about to complete in Jerusalem. This suggests something about Jesus' mission. Just as God performed miracles to prove he alone was God, Jesus performed miracles to prove he was the Son of God. Just as God saved all the Israelites from their slavery in Egypt, Jesus came to save all people from their slavery to sin. Finally, just as God made Israel into a new nation, Jesus was making it possible for everyone to become members of the kingdom of God. Jesus was bringing to fulfillment a new exodus. Reflection Questions In Luke chapter 9 verses 1 through 6, Jesus sent out his twelve disciples to do ministry. They were to take nothing with them and depend only on God's provision. They were to stay steadfast in their mission even when people rejected them, and they were to share the gospel wherever they went. This is an image of what we are called to do as followers of Jesus Christ. How does it make you feel when you read this? Do you consider yourself a disciple? What is the hardest part of this for you to live out? Why? Read Luke chapter 9 verses 23 through 24. To be a true disciple of Jesus requires the denial of one's self. It means that we are to expect difficult situations because of our allegiance to Christ. Yet many Christians believe that their lives will be easier or without pain once they commit to living for Christ. What do you think it means to pick up your cross daily? How do you do it? What does verse 24 mean to you? Thank you for joining us today for the journey through Luke and Acts. Be sure to share your journey experience on social media with the hashtag WillowJourney. If you have questions or want to visit a Willow Creek location on a weekend, check out willowcreek.org.